Hi everyone, welcome to HubShot's episode 59, the podcast for marketing managers who use HubSpot or are considering using HubSpot. My name's Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is my co-host Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? Oh, really well. Just over jet lag, just got back the other day, and we're recording this on Thursday the 17th of November, so been back for a bit over a day now, and you just, you, were, you got back a bit after me as well, didn't you? Yeah, I think you got back in the afternoon, I got back in the evening. So it's been great. It's been so, inbound. It's been so good. Really enjoyed the week. And uh, we're just going to talk about uh, in this episode a few quick takeaways from inbound. And then we're going to look at Gary V. And over the next couple of weeks, going to talk about some of the things we've learned and try to give all our listeners, um, I guess, reminders if you were there. But also, if you are just a listener weren't actually at the conference, we're going to try and give you back some of the nuggets that we pulled out of the conference. That's right. So we're going to talk about some takeaways and we're going to obviously do some implementation and come back and talk about some of the results, which would be really good to see. Now, let me ask you, if you had to say three quick takeaways from yes. Inbound, three things that stick in your mind, what would they be? I think video is big. Yep. Uh, the opportunity on Facebook and understanding the diversity of content. So in one of the sessions that... Uh, Rand? Rand, Rand. <laughs> He talked about content and understanding with your audience what sort of content actually they're consuming. So, you know, does long-form content do really well? Do they like videos? Do they love infographics? And really understanding that will really help with your content production and to actually reach the audience and get them to convert. Yeah, we're actually going to chat about Rand's particular session in an upcoming episode because it was excellent. It's now available uh, to view on YouTube. But, yeah, I had similar uh, three. Uh, so my number one was the SEO opportunity. Yes. Uh, number two was Facebook. And then three was just this focus on sales and marketing. We've talked about this a lot in the past, but really that is they're really ramming that home now and the sales, sales, sales. But uh, just going back to my first one, SEO opportunity. You know, I come from an SEO background. Yes. You've done a lot of SEO in your uh, earlier days. And I've kind of pushed away from it in the last couple of years yes. because I've seen it shrinking and I think some of the sessions and RANS was one of them. Just actually know there's actually a big opportunity there if you need, especially on desktop, if you know where to look. And that's really excited me again about what we can do. And, I'm, yeah, we'll be, we'll be fleshing some of those out in future episodes as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now I'm going to talk about the key points from – this is the keynote that started inbound. This is from Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary V. Jeez, and good. You can, if you want, we'll put a link to the video so you can actually watch the video and um, see the whole keynote session. So we're going to talk about a few points, Craig. I think the first thing, like we've discussed before, in the Facebook opportunity, and he really mentioned B2B has a massive opportunity on Facebook and it's been very underutilized. And he was really encouraging people, especially in B2B, to actually start using Facebook. Yeah, and you can see this in the, if you watch the video. He actually asks people to put up their hands if you're in B2B and then others if they're B2C. And he actually says B2B has a bigger opportunity than B2C on Facebook. And you know why? Because we know people's names. That's the biggest takeaway that I got out of that. Yeah, we know who we want to talk to. That's right. So there are, there's some great tips he's given into terms of the way you can target people and how you get to them or how you get to people in a business. And I think those are really good. It's like really understanding who they are and how to get to the person that you need to talk to. The next big thing is your phone is now your TV. Yeah, if you didn't realise that before, you do now. It makes total sense. And he used that, uh, a nice illustration where he was basically saying your phone now 
is what TV was in the 40s and 50s. Yes. And TV now is basically what radio. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? And I think this, I noticed that he said that after Apple did their last product announcement where they launched the new MacBooks and they were talking about the iOS and actually there's an Apple TV app now. So whichever session you're subscribed to, which like whatever, like Netflix or Hulu or whatever it is, you can basically access that on any of your devices wherever you are and you can watch it. So I think Apple has tried to bring that all together and I think this is one of the big reasons Gary actually made that remark is because TV is now available to you wherever you are at any time at any place. Yeah, he talks um, a lot about being a practitioner. I thought this was an, an yeah. interesting slant that he put on things. I thought this was very interesting. I think he was talking about making sure that you actually know what to do. And I think we were talking about this over lunch is that you've got to be a practitioner, right? And even if you lose your whole team or there are things that can't be done, you still have the ability to do it. And I think that's going to be more and more the key to business. So I think like if Gary Vee, if we took away his entire team, he'd still survive tomorrow and he'd still be doing what he's doing. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I, he made an interesting comment, which was basically uh, if you want an equal playing field, be a practitioner. So we, yeah. we often think, oh, these massive brands, they've got such a massive team and scale, they can do it. He's actually saying, no, if you just get smart about a particular channel and a particular content format, you don't have to be big, you don't have to have a massive budget, you can actually make an impact by providing useful content in the format that that channel gets value from. Yeah, absolutely. I think another major thing that he talked about was use content on all the major platforms. So and he, one of the really things that was highlighted says the vulnerability of not creating content on all the major platforms yeah. is huge. So, I, I really liked how he flipped it. You know, yes. We always talk, oh, the opportunity of content. He's actually saying if you don't do it, you're, making it, you're exposing yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's really a thing. And, and one of the things he was really encouraging people to do, and I think I put an Instagram post about this, was that go to Retirement Village for two days and actually talk to people in the Retirement Village and actually learn about life, learn about the people, and understand that we all have a finite amount of time. And it's really important what we do with the hours that we have to make a difference in other people's lives and a difference in our world, right? So if you want to change something, you've got to be a part of it. You can't sit on the sidelines and talk to people and go, oh, I wish I wish so-and-so was in politics or I wish that this person had done this, but you can make actually make a difference with the tools that you have in your hand. And I think, like, you think about the phone, and most people would have iPhones or Androids, the ability to do something with it is massive. Like, and I, I'll tell you a little story. Like we had a we have a customer who works in the not for profit field, and they they made a massive impact in in Africa, right, or in you know like a war torn region. And one of the things that they said that they needed people to actually volunteer for was people with IT skills because they said, what what did people have in those areas? They actually had a phone, right? And what they were doing, these people were standing up where they could get Wi Fi. And they were trying to use their phone to generate business or to do something that made a difference in their family's lives. And that's what they were doing because that's the tool that they had. And that's the only thing that they had. So that's what they were trying to use. And they go, we don't need people to come and help build houses or do things like that. We actually need people to come and teach them how to use this tool that they've now got access to that will make a difference in their lives. Fantastic. Love it. All right. So there we go. 
Well, there, we've put a link to the whole uh, video for Gary Vaynerchuk's keynote. Recommend it. It's only forty-five minutes. It's a good. It's, it's a, a great. Good, yeah, yeah. It's good. So time have a well look. Spent. We haven't we haven't spoken about all the points, so we've put it we've listed it out that we the notes that we took from the session. So have a read. All right, Craig, onto our new HubSpot feature tip of the week. Now there were lots of product announcements last week. And if you go to hubspot.com slash new, you'll actually see them. Some of them have been rolled out or are in the process of being rolled out and some of them will be rolled out into the course of next year. So keep a, keep a lookout for that. One of the biggest things that we've seen and we've just started testing out is the new visual workflows tool. So if you've actually got professional enterprise, you will see this coming up very shortly. And it's really a visual way of looking at workflows and having the ability to, I guess, see them without seeing something sequentially happening. so And I think I'd encourage people to have a look at that. Yeah, we're going to go through, well, uh, each week we're going to try and go through one of the new features that they announced, as as you mentioned and as you can imagine. At a HubSpot conference, there was a lot to announce. Yes. And so there are some good things. I think this is a bit of a catch-up thing, I'll have to say, because yes. tons of other tools have visual workflow editors. They do. And so it was kind of a bit of a glaring <laughs> omission. <laughs> omission that HubSpot didn't. Well, they've rectified that now. Yes. That's quite nice. I would say, uh, because we're trying to think, who's it most useful for? And my, I guess my comment at this point is if you do a lot of branching in your workflows, then this is going to transform how easy it is for you to do that. Yes. But if you're not doing branching, then the, you might not be as with, yeah, it's not it's not going to rock your world, I guess, as much. Uh, but yeah, it's it's another one of the uh, HubSpots just making the user experience nicer. You know, they've done that throughout the product, and workflows had its turn now. Yes, and I think Visual Workflows has really done that. So I think that's one of the biggest benefits. So go check it out. You'll probably see if you have it available, you'll see a little pop up on the right-hand side saying, do you want to actually try it out? Uh, yeah, and, and in the so. link that we've put in the show notes, you can actually go and request early access. Yes. So it's just in the final stages of beta, but you can request access, and we've both done that. And, yeah, they've added it to our portals, which is nice. Yeah. All right, Craig, on to our challenge of the week. All right, so I'll tell you what my challenge is. And uh, without it sounding glib at first, I'll explain why I'm talking about this. So the challenge is when you come back from an event like this, oh, by the way, you know how we keep calling it a conference? It's actually an event. It's an event. Yes. Oh, I can be very clear on that. It's not a conference. It's, an, it's a marketing event. Anyway, we'll come to that later when we talk about Marcus Sheridan's review. But, yeah, challenge of the week, you come back from an event like this and there is hundreds, literally hundreds of things in your brain competing for attention to say, oh, do this, do this. And there are so many ideas. And I think the challenge for, well, myself, probably yourself and many marketing managers, there's so many different things we could be doing and you run the risk of actually doing none or doing doing them all badly. And so I've put that as a challenge of the week and I've kind of laid out the steps that I'm going through at the moment. I basically spend a couple of hours writing down notes of every single thing as a point that I could be doing. Yeah. Then I'm going to pick the top three just the top three, and for the next month, that's what I'm really going to focus on, top three things, and it means I'm actually going to have to not do things that would be fun and interesting and seem good because I have to do these things. And yeah. so that's just a way of prioritising. And I think when we were discussing this before, you made a really good point, which is uh, we need to align those three, the top three, the priorities, with our plan of where we want to be in the next you know, two to three years. Absolutely. I think that's the key. If you if you're doing those activities, you want it to line up and take and grow you to get to get to that point. Two conferences ago, when I went to 
it was a it was with Perry Marshall actually. At the end of the conference, they actually said, oh, what are the three things you want to learn? And they actually told everyone to rip out the pages in their notebook and throw it away of the things that you were like that you weren't going to implement. And they said, just take home the three pages that you will actually implement. And I was like, oh, and everyone started ripping pages out of their book. But you know what? That's the that's the key to this. Like all this information is great, but if we do nothing with it to, to make a difference in our lives and other people's lives, it's just information. So I think that's the key. I like that. So that that reminds me, is it Warren Buffett or someone that said, um, make a bucket list of the 100 things you want to do in your life, Right. write them all down, and then just pick the top 10 and don't do any of the others. And yeah. It's exactly that, that focus. You that's know, exactly It's about right. priority. You can't do it all. Yes. Focus. Focus. So do that. All right, we were going to have a stat of the week from Gary's keynote here. Craig. Yeah, so you know what the stat I'd like it to be? How yes. many times he, he swore during his keynote. <laughs> I didn't actually add it up. We didn't sit there and count that. We didn't count it, but they were flying thick and fast. Um, but, and you know, I was saying to you before, I think he's upped his, his expletives um, strategy lately. Yes, you know, it's on Instagram. I did, I did notice that. Every second um, image or thing he seems to add seems to have. So I think that's his shtick at the moment. I wonder yes. how long that'll last because then everyone will pile on and do it. I want to be like Gary I did v. notice people were increasingly doing it at inbound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Gary V effect. That's yeah. right. We're going to keep it clean here on the podcast. We don't Correct. want that explicit rating. We don't from want the beside our names. <laughs> All right. On to the opinion of the week, Craig. And this is LinkedIn for B2B. And person-to-person strategy. Yeah, so I'm putting this in opinion of the week because I went to a LinkedIn session because I haven't had a lot of success with LinkedIn advertising. Yes. And it's something that I really feel as though I'm not doing well. Yep. And I'm like, right, how can I improve this? Here's the revelation for me. And maybe this is obvious to you. I know when we were chatting, you're kind of like, yeah, that's been your approach. And yes. I guess maybe I haven't realized this, but... Uh, I think perhaps marketing managers and uh, other listeners might not be thinking in, in this way, but I've been trying to really crack LinkedIn ads and yes. get it working, and I just cannot get it working across a range of clients. And what this session highlighted is is all the people that are really successful on LinkedIn, they're not doing LinkedIn ads. No. They're actually using LinkedIn Sales Navigator, and it's, as you said, it's, it's very much a person-to-person outreach. They're not doing that LinkedIn spam, the yep. bulk spam, but they're using Sales Navigator to target very specifically and then they're reaching out to those people one-on-one to offer value. And so that's the, that's the key that it comes yeah, to LinkedIn. Yeah, and you LinkedIn. know what? Again, this is the key. We know the name of that person. <laughs> that's right. And so I think why this is different and why I didn't quite grasp this before is because I only had my marketing hat on. Whereas that LinkedIn Sales Navigator, even in the name, it's more of a sales activity, that kind of yes. um business development manager role, you know, reaching out. And this is the thing, as marketing managers, the whole marketing and sales alignment piece, marketing is increasingly responsible for a lot of those sales activities that previously they weren't. LinkedIn is a classic case where you can apply that as a marketer, but you're applying more the sales kind of activities there. And so I found that I'm putting this in opinion of the week because I do feel like I'm still a novice on the whole LinkedIn side of things. Yeah, and actually one thing that I'll highlight is that LinkedIn Sales Navigator is going to actually connect with HubSpot. So right, yes. That'll connect and go into the CRM. So when you're using Sales Navigator, you'll actually see all that data in HubSpot so you can actually reach out to the people. Nice. Well, we've got a few opinions of the week. So the second one is really Marcus Sheridan's view of inbound. So he wrote a, a Marcus and uh, George run the Hubcast, yes. and uh, he's kind of had he's 
put his views out. What did you think of this? We've got a link in the show notes. Yeah, what did you think to Marcus's review? He kind of went through the good, the bad and the ugly. Yes, and I actually spoke to him while he was there and I did and I watched a few of the ones that he'd done updates during the week and, yes, I think that's what he was doing. He was doing the good, bad and the ugly and what HubSpot did well. So so they did things like logistics well. Yes. They... Um, and I think the things that he didn't, yeah, the, the 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 ugly were things like some audio visual bits weren't. Yeah, yeah they had some stumbles there. But then, yeah. I'll just read a quote that he said right at the end. This was his summary. Yeah, he said, "It is my personal hope that the day will come when HubSpot will realise that focusing on business, sales, and marketing, i.e., getting back to their roots, rather than diluting those waters to appeal to the masses, will actually make them more, not less." attractive to potential attendees in the globe. And so why you mentioned this is because, as some of the keynotes had, they weren't marketing-focused at all, you know, Serena Williams, Alec Baldwin, <laughs> all of those kind of things. And he's saying he didn't like that. And uh, did you like that? What did you think? I really, well, I really enjoyed Alec Baldwin. I thought it was a surprise. Yeah. And I think, again, I think I've spoken about this before, is that we can't, in our world, we can't have a narrow focus. We need to actually broaden our horizons so we can actually gain ideas and things that we can use in our field to actually further what we're doing. And I, I'll use this specific example. I think if you read Steve Jobs' autobiography, you'll see that he attended design shows about cars or something <laughs> in Italy, and that's where he got a lot of product design stuff from. Yes. So he actually broadened, he went out of his field to, to listen, learn, see what other people were doing in different areas to actually make their products great for for their users. Yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's really important. I think that's a really good point. And I, I actually, I'll give you my opinion on Marcus's opinion. I actually don't think HubSpot are going to go back to their roots, as Marcus said. I think they're <laughs> actually going to, I, I say they're going to be like the South by Southwest yes. of Sales marketing. marketing, sales marketing, and I think life improvement, like yes, productivity. absolutely. Yeah, so that's like where I see them being even further down that path. Now, you did have another interesting takeaway about HubSpot not being very good at explaining change. Yeah, you know, you know why? I, you know how that, uh, like, you go back two years ago, oh, we don't do paid ads? Yeah. Oh, now we do them. Correct. But well, last in, year they did some. But, it, but in an inboundy way. Correct. In, in, I, listeners can't see the air quotes there. In an inboundy way. And now this is it. I, I think what happens, marketing and sales are changing. Yes. But HubSpot feel that they've, because they've put a stake in the sand in previous years, oh, ads are wrong or, you know, cold calling is wrong, they can't kind of go back on that because people point the finger. I actually think they should just say it's changed. It's changed. Absolutely. And, and that's it. Like you, you, look, at, you look at the product announcements, like mm. you look at, about amplification of content and you see in the new product release Facebook ads is now integrated yeah. in the ads add-on yeah. and how important that's going to be along with LinkedIn, along with Google. Yeah. And you just realise like it's it's an integral part of that strategy of doing inbound marketing now, like yeah. promotion, like that's what it is. And, and as the world changes and as things grow, evolve, it'll be pay to play, right? You want to you want to stake at the ground. You're going to have to pay for it. It's exactly right. And so um, you know they say, oh, you know, we're going to do um, paid ads, but in an inboundy way. No, you're not. You're just going to do paid ads because you need. <laughs> but I think the key is tying it all together, right? Bring it all in. Understand where the lead came from. I think that's always the biggest thing when yes. I talk when I talk to customers. I can go, if this lead was generated off uh, 
ad, say a Twitter ad, for example, and it came in, we know that that's where it came from. And so we'll attribute it to that. And I think that's the really key aspect of all of this stuff is being able to track that first point of interaction to make sure it's working. All right, on to our pro tip of the week, Craig. All right, so this is an article on the HubSpot blog about how to use HubSpot marketing tools for sales and marketing alignment. This is this thing. I hate to use the word alignment, but it's just, you know, that's... That's what it is. That's the terminology <laughs> these days. Uh, you know, we're after synergies here in the... <laughs> in, but, yeah, anyway, sales marketing alignment. And uh, good post, but they, they went through four steps. It was basically define your company's ideal buyer profile. And then also from that, then you look at buyer personas within those buyer profiles. Identify your ideal qualified leads in HubSpot. Set up your life cycle stages or I guess at least put them in workflows so that they're updated. And define service level agreements. And this is kind of what I wanted to highlight. You'll see this coming out in HubSpot blogs. More, more, this is not new. It's been around for a year or two at least. Yep. I mean, we had Rosalia talk about it in an entire episode, but it's just part of all their normal blog posts now. Correct. These service level agreements between sales and marketing. So it's no no longer is it, oh, that's what you know the really advanced people do. No, that's standard. Correct. And I think there's got to be no gray area because that's when you get issues. And I think one of the highlighted tips that you've got here is that use in your forms the number of employees field and i've seen that like hubspot does that whenever they do you want to demo how many, tell us how many people in your organization i think that's a real, that can be a key metric that you can use when actually filtering and dividing people out yeah totally agree great tip because i was actually thinking about the forms we use i don't think we have number of employees in no. any of the forms and i was like ah oh, of course because it's such a great qualifier exactly so yeah if you're not doing that go through have a look at all your forms in your systems and see whether there's another, you can add that in to make a difference. All right, Craig, on to our resource of the week. And this is a nice infographic from Larry Kim and Brian Dean about optimizing your organic click-through rates. Yeah, just thought I'd throw this in there. It's a nice uh, explanation of some of the ways that you can increase click-through rates. We're not going to go through it. Uh, I'll just point a link off to the infographic itself. Uh, but, you know, this applies to engagement, people clicking through, getting what they're after, yes. and that being a ranking factor or a, a, a part of getting more organic traffic. So, yeah, yeah well absolutely. Worth. I think uh, I'll digress a little bit. Like I was taught when we went to the session to listen about more SEO things that you should be doing at Inbound, one of the things that HubSpot was saying was that they had this great blog post about um, how to get PR, I think it is, and it does extremely well, but the actual seat, the call to action and what they were offering was slightly off. And by just fixing that and then saying, oh, here's the PR template or how to write, do a PR release, they massively increased conversion and stickiness on that blog post by, I think, 200%. Wow. So just having a look at those, all those different aspects can make a massive difference. Now, I'm going to give you a bonus resource this week, Craig, and this is... Um, I actually discovered off the community site and it's actually to find out, to check HubSpot's real-time information on system status and security. So if you go to status.hubspot.com, you'll be able to see what the status is of all the security. Nice. They're systems. very very transparent about highlighting if they've got problems there. So if you ever have a problem in HubSpot, quickly check out status. It might be a known issue. Yes. All right. On to our mobile app of the week, Craig. 
Yeah, well, first of all, our updated mobile app of the week. I think it's um, we've and it's we're talking about Instagram. Yes. And the reason we've highlighted is two reasons. One, Instagram um, they now do ad mentions in their yes. moments, so that's yep. nice. But the second we wanted to second reason we wanted to highlight Instagram is because if you're not on Instagram, you should be not because you're going to be broadcasting necessarily, but because and we've got a screenshot here. You need to be aware of how companies are starting to advertise on Instagram and especially B2B companies. So actually I've got an example here in the show notes of a hosting company and how they're doing an Instagram ad. This is B2B. And as a marketing manager, you need to be on Instagram to be seeing how they're doing this kind of stuff. You don't have to be posting photos or anything. But, yeah, just observe and be aware of how Instagram, because that's, that is actually an area of opportunity. We didn't discuss it earlier today, but it's part of Facebook. And, Correct. yeah, in our agency at least, we're really going to be pushing Instagram over the yep. next couple of months because as you and I have both, you know, been lucky in the last year or two, we cleaned up on Facebook for yes. our clients. Instagram's the next one we're going to target. All right, on to our mobile app of the week, Craig. I'm going to say it's Yelp. I'll tell you why, because I actually used Yelp while I was traveling, while we're traveling all around the US for inbound and just looking up like where to get great coffee, where to get really good meals, how to find the best lobster, lobster roll. I found it all on Yelp. And you know what? Overall, the experience of everyone that was with us, they were like, wow, this food's really good. Or how did you find this place? And I actually found myself, and I think this is highlighted to me, in that thing that um, Rand was talking about and a few people at Inbound is that, see, I never went to Google. Every every day when I was looking for some food, I, I actually opened up the Yelp app and I went, oh, I'm looking for breakfast, I'm looking for coffee. And that's how I found everything. And I realized I never went to Google once to search for where is the best coffee in Boston or where, which really? is really interesting. That and is interesting. A total shift in the way I was operating and I was just on that app constantly. So I think, like, that's another place. And if you if you see your food business, I would even consider running ads on Yelp, which I know there was because every time I searched for something, there were two ads saying, you know, do you want to try this place or here's another place. Yeah. Kind of bumping themselves up. Wow. Which I thought was really interesting. That's an excellent tip. And you know why? Because I've got Yelp. I'm, uh, Yelp. I'm sure it's on my phone because yes. I probably installed it a year ago or something. I've never used it. And yeah. That's why I love these kind of tips and getting these kinds of things from you. It's because, yeah, I'll try Yelp again. Yeah. And so now I don't know in Australia because I haven't used it a lot. Like I, I started using it, but I use it pretty much every day while we're away in the US. So there you go. I was blown away nice by one. that. All right, on to our podcast of the week, Craig. And this is uh, Moby's Inbound Pop-Ups. Well, which he did after every day. And, in like, best, best name, his inbound pop-ups. It's the best name for these little uh, podcast episodes he did. You know what I'll say about Moby? You know how when we were going, we were planning to do um, yes, a podcast every day? And we didn't because we went to the sessions instead. And then we wanted clam chowder afterwards. That's but right. But Moby actually did it. He put Correct. in the hard work and he did a podcast episode every day. So hats that, off to you, Moby. Yeah, well done. And I listened to all of them. They were excellent. He had just got these interviews and um, takeaways and I thought they were fantastic. So a big shout out to Moby for that and there's links there. Absolutely. Now on to our quote of the week, Craig. And... And I'll encourage people to watch the video of Brian Halligan's keynote. But one thing he did, and he tied this to a story that he t- talked about his mum going to Dunkin' Donuts and getting coffee and how she 
when she went by herself, she ended up talking to a trash can and then going around to collect her coffee. And then they were like, we don't have your order. And then only to realize that she was actually talking the trash can. But what he was saying was if you're not marking on social media, you might as well be inside a trash can. Basically saying that you're missing out on something and people are not hearing what you're saying because you're in that trash can. You're not talking to an audience that should be listening and should be hearing what you've got to offer. Right, yeah. So it's a good quote. I'm not sure I even understand it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is the challenge, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It was a good quote, so we'll put it in there anyway. Uh, All right. And All right, and we've got finally our pop-up of the week. <laughs> we've got a new shot, the pop-up of the week, and this you've got to see this. because Have a look on Instagram, you'll we've see. We've got it. this screenshot, and it's the, basically you went to this site, and you know, that anno- you know those annoying pop-ups that pop up, it's massive. It takes Excellent. up the entire... <laughs> you've got to see this photo to believe it. So there's a big, big award for that one, the pop-up of the week. It's enormous. I, I have I have never seen a pop-up that big, Craig. That, I, was, I was totally blown away. Look at the size of that subscribe button. It's like, <laughs> it's actually like bigger. It's actually wider than the entire keyboard. <laughs> anyway, um, we're joking about something that's visual. So, so if out. you're listening to this in the car, please, once you get home or you get to work, have a look at the Hubshot Instagram page and you'll actually yeah, see it. there you go. Anyway, Craig, it's been another good episode and a week after inbound and so just keep listening if you want to join our facebook group please have a look at that just search for hub shots on facebook actually it's a closed group i'm not sure if it actually appears in search okay well what we'll a link yeah we'll put a link into that and then you can request to join it if you want to made some really good friends we I, did i i i actually think i've made a few so yes. i think three yes so small number of very high quality friendships out yes. of inbound, so quality over quantity, Absolutely. and it's a great little group. Yes. Um, people sharing in there, and also the what's I was surprised that uh, wasn't this interesting that WhatsApp compared to Facebook. I thought the Facebook group would be much more popular. Yes, but WhatsApp was where it was all happening. Our Correct. Hubshots WhatsApp yeah. group. Yeah. So that I mean that's a really key aspect. It was messaging, right? It mm. was happening. In real time, like you could in a Facebook group, but I think it, it seemed to be a lot cleaner when it came to people organizing themselves, being at sessions and so on. And I still think there's value in the Facebook group. So I would definitely, I think going forward, we'll probably run Facebook to Yeah, we'll keep them people. both going, yeah. Um, and then we'll run the WhatsApp as well. Pick, now, the, pick the one that suits you best. That's right. Now... Just so you know, Facebook does own WhatsApp, so well, <laughs> it's all true. Facebook properties. <laughs> it is. So we're just operating in different ecosystems, but it's all good. So, yeah, please join us. We'd love to continue the conversation. We will be sharing more things about Inbound as, as the weeks go on and unpacking a lot of it. We'll be testing a lot of things, and we would love to get your feedback. So until next time. Catch you later, Ian. See you, Craig. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hubshots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.